You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly, and welcome to another edition of Cyber Law and Business Report. Broadcast live from the Internet Law Center here in the heart of Silicon Beach in downtown Santa Monica. Please be seated. We got a great show for you today, and we're actually speaking with a. I'm looking at my cell phone actually, and I have this app called WaveCar, and not far from my office are several cars available for me to use for free. Yes, I said free. It's hard to beat that price. And how exactly that works, we'll find out. We have with us the founders of Wave Car, Isaac Deutsch and Zoli Honig. First of its kind, and it's getting a lot of buzz and attention here in Santa Monica. So gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Tell us where you guys are calling from. <laughs> We're actually calling from 1547 7th Street. It's where our lot is, where we maintain the cars, where we have the charging stations, basically our home base. Are you actually in one of the cars or in your office? We're in one of our cars. We have 20 offices and one main office. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking at the app and it, it actually will tell you, you know, where the cars are and whether they're charged because they're electric cars or not. First, why don't you, you tell us about your background and how you guys came together to, to do this? So my, uh, it's Isaac. My background is in real estate. And basically, I look at this company of a real, as a real estate company. It's just in a different format. So Wavecar, our assets as our properties are our cars and our screens. And our leasees, our renters, are our advertisers. And, and the biggest line in real estate is location, location, location. Right. And we need to get it to the best location. So we give it out for free to get it to the best locations. I think there's a feature where if you go to certain areas, yeah. the pricing changes because you know the advertiser gets more value, for example, having their advertisement in Beverly Hills or down by the Staples Center or, or whatnot. Could you explain how that works? Yeah, sure. So why don't we take you from the top? Sure. Um, so Wavecar is the world's first electric and free car sharing program. We're live in Santa Monica with 20 electric vehicles. Uh, and anyone can right now download the app, sign up, input their license. We do a quick license check to make sure you don't have too many points or any DOIs or anything. And you're approved to drive. So pretty much within a couple of minutes, you can download an app, sign up, and start driving our car for free. You unlock the car from your phone, the keys inside, and you can take the car for up to two hours for free. 
the only caveat with that is the car is an advertising medium. So besides for the car being wrapped with a vinyl wrap with a sponsor, our first sponsor is Oscar Health Insurance, there is a digital display mounted on the roof of the vehicle. Now that digital display, it's a military grade screen, really durable, and it can show GPS-based ads as well as time-based ads. So we can get really clever with what type of ads we're showing, and it can be anything from images or videos to even dynamic web content based on where you are. So um, it's a pretty exciting ad technology that is on top of the world's first free car sharing program. So So these ads need to be seen, and our drivers are driving them around and getting them around town, so they will be seen. So if after two hours, how much is it? Five ninety nine an hour. Five ninety nine an hour. So would that be cost effective then to re- replace renting a car for a day? So depending how long you take the car for. So if yeah. you say, well, so let's give an average of let's say thirty bucks that you could rent a car. Yeah. So you could have like five hours basically for that money, and you know you don't have to take care of gas, no insurance, no time going to the place returning to the same location, especially if you live in Santa Monica now, it might be cost effective. Most people that rent a car, most of the time it's in a garage of a hotel or on the side of a street. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're looking at more of the free-floating model. So our use case is not for someone who wants to rent a car for a week. It's for someone who needs to run to Trader Joe's or grab a 50-pound bag of dog food and you know bring it back or pick up their friend from the airport. It's not for you know taking it for a week. And the reason we structured it in that way is because we want people to maximize the cars. We want as sure. many people to use the cars as possible. It's more similar to a bike share program than it is to a rental car company. And to pick it up, I'm looking at the app and I, I saw that one and it was like it said it was a, a 45 minute walk from where I was last night. And I just go there and I'm parked somewhere or someone drops me off or whatever and then I pick up the car from there and I return it to that same spot. So you can return it to the same spot if you'd like, but right now our our return zone is in Santa Monica. So really, you can return the car. As long as the car has more than 25% charge left, you can return it anywhere in Santa Monica. With the idea being, let's say you take it from our lot to the gym and you end your rental at the gym, you just took a free ride, someone else might pick it up from there and take it wherever they need to go. That's the beauty of the free floating model. Do you prefer that people just leave it where, where it is so then you're getting it dis- distributed in advertising? We don't prefer anything. We want to make it convenient for the consumer. Yes, we're, make, we're not making money from the consumer, right. but we want to make it as convenient as possible. Our cars are basically very luxurious. We have, oh, we have heated seats. You have a full dashboard. You have Bluetooth. You have leather seats. Most of the cars have leather seats. So we'll say some of them don't. But, you know... We wanted to make it convenient for the drive for the drivers as well as the advertisers. So a lot of people tell us after like 30 minutes driving or after 20 minutes driving, they don't even realize the screen is on top of the car. That's the goal. So it's wherever they return it, if it benefits them, that's good for us. Now, how hard was it to get advertisers to sign on to this deal or were they part of the process of creating the idea? I think Zola should say when it started. So, I mean, we actually, before we got into this, you know, Isaac came up with this idea. Uh, My background's in in startups and tech. I have a couple of companies I started before this. And so Isaac came to me with this idea, and I told him, you're absolutely insane. Like, this is never going to work. There's no (laughs) way you can make enough money from the advertising to subsidize the cost of the vehicles. The numbers just don't add up. It's not possible. And... So with that encouraging response. <laughs> yeah, of course. I need to I need to like calm this guy down. He's the optimist, I'm the pessimist. We balance each other out. So we did a lot of research. We looked at the comps. We looked at other companies with um, advertising. Uh, you know, there's there's 200 cabs in New York City with digital displays on top. There's 200 mm-hmm. cabs in Vegas with displays on top. So we looked at the type of revenue they were making, and we saw that hey, it actually is possible to subsidize the cost of the car and make a profit with advertising. So we just had to put all the pieces together. And from concept to launch was almost exactly one year. Wow. Okay, so you got the advertising component ID down. The next step had to be finding advertisers. How difficult was that? Surprisingly, a lot of the advertisers came to us. 
so one of our investors that we that we went to, they actually passed this along to Oscar. They're the main investor in Oscar. They said, hey, you know, we're launching in L.A. We'd love to have these little cars running around with our you know, logos on it. So they were really interested in that. And it's a really interesting advertising medium that's just not generally seen in L.A. No, which ironically, the yeah. capital of the car culture and we don't have that. It's the strange thing. But yeah, and so they reacted. What type of reporting are they looking for in terms of to, to measure their, their metrics? So there's two types of advertisers. There's a point-of-sale type of advertiser. For example, give me an example for a point-of-sale. Starbucks, go to coffee right now and get this coffee 20%, 20% okay. off. And then there's the name recognition advertisers, say movies. Red Bull, Oscar, bigger companies that need their name recognition. So the name recognition is, with us, you're going to get it now a lot because of the PR stunt. Right. We're going to be putting out more cars. But on the point of sale, which is not yet for us, it's not yet fixed, meaning we, we still have to implement a lot of the geo-based um, technology. Right. We're still like in that phase of which advertiser we're taking on. We want to, we, we didn't take up that take on advertisers right away on the screen because we want to advertise ourselves as well. So sure. yeah, we need to explain to people that this car driving, driving by is, is a car that's uh, free that you can drive. Wow. So um, right now, you know, our, our screens are saying drive me now free wavecar.com free electric car sharing and just getting the word out like, Hey buddy, you don't have to be walking right now. You could be driving this. Is there advertising inside the car to the driver? No, not at all. The okay. inside of the car, with the exception of one sticker, it is a completely clean, you know, fresh car. So we're not distracting the drivers. The only advertising the driver's going to see is when they walk up to the car and potentially when they're booking a car, they might have to watch like a 10 second video or something before the car books. Yeah, the closest I've seen to anything like that was I was at a, actually it was ad tech conference in New York. And there was a startup that actually, I don't know if you've ever been to the Jacob Javits Center, Convention Center in New York. We're um, both from New York City, so okay. yes, we have. And I don't know why, but you can never get a cab there. <laughs> you know, it's a damn convention center. It should be a cab. Yeah, you're you're, you're like, better off getting a city bike there. Yeah, and so there's this long line, and so someone came up with the brilliant idea of giving free rides to anywhere in Manhattan, but you had to listen to their pitch. And That's you know, smart. yeah, I think you know. Okay, well, I, I like can wait that. twenty minutes in line, or I can get a free ride to my hotel and be done with this in a few minutes. Did, did, and, they, did they qualify you first and make sure you're no, they an didn't. You know, investor? No, actually, it wasn't even that because see, obviously, I think it was ad tech related, or and given that the conference was an ad tech conference, they figured, okay, we have somewhat of a a captive audience, literally a captive audience, but at least you know an audience disposed to this area I, but sadly you know the, the true measure of success of this stunt would be i i told you i still remember who it is but right. yeah, that, that was a few years back <laughs> and so i i can't but i do i was impressed and i thought wow that that's a great way to get people's attention and you you're doing that just a you know not as a stunt but as a, as a business model yeah now you get the ads advertiser because that's obviously that's the funding or part of it obviously you have investors the choice of electric cars is that is that a cost thing or is that a a kind of a consumer environmental concern issue yeah so it really has to do with the vision of the company we want to see ourselves as really a brand for the people and and really just like a good guy company okay robin hood yeah so we're eco-friendly we're low cost we're a transportation alternative when a city looks at us and they'll be like, oh, I want these ugly cars in our city, we'll be like, right. listen, we're providing free, electric, clean transportation uh, for you know the people of your city. And so it's a really great value proposition when you put it that way. Are gas cars easier? Yes. Would it be cheaper? Yes. But we decided very consciously we wanted to go all electric. We wanted to be environmentally friendly and be you know as kind to the environment and to our customers as possible. And did you get a deal 
I don't mean obviously you guys aren't exactly hurts, but did you get a deal from whoever you, you dealt Isaac's with? Isaac's a really good negotiator. So yes, we and, and that's part of the reason we're in California is because the tax rebates are so great. Um, and the incentives are really good. And a lot of the electric vehicles are, are actually not available outside of California. So yes, we were able to get. Uh, but surprisingly, now we're able to get a better deal. <laughs> right. So we got we got calls from from like I think like three or four car manufacturers, like they're negotiating themselves down. So, so it was fun. Yeah. So beforehand, when we were just, you know, hey, we're, we're we launching this car company. We have this idea. They were like, yeah, go pound sand. Thanks a lot. Go buy. Go buy cars. And Truth it was is, the only one that gave us a chance is GM. Right. I will have like I have like respect for them in that sense. And so, you know, we, we worked on it. And now that we're alive and they see like, oh, my God, these guys are giving out cars for free. It's like the ultimate test drive. Um Everyone kind of wants to get in on it. So we've gotten a call from a number of manufacturers and we'll explore where we're going. That, that is an interesting concept. It, it really is. A, it's, a, it's a test drive. So I if mean, you think about it, come manufacturers and local dealerships pay around $200 a test drive in marketing money. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, they'll give you like a $100 gift card to like besides, test drive a Cadillac. Besides for the marketing and advertising they have to put into to getting those people down there. So that's where the the numbers match up. Then that this is definitely a great value to them. The next thing we're probably going to need to take a break in a minute, but the next thing I think we want to go into is getting investors on board. How hard was that, Isaac? That's all you. That's not me. It was, it was, it was fun. I enjoy this that part of the business. Um, again, my background is in real estate. I like closing a deal. Hmm. So that's the part I really enjoyed about everything. Yeah, we had a lot of investors, you know, mostly small angels who put in in our first round. And, you know, they really believed in the vision. And they invested before we had one car or one screen or, or really anything. We just had a plan on paper, the start of an app, and, you know, uh, the you know no money in the bank, nothing. So we were able to raise a significant round very quickly. Can you say how much? Or I know you're private, so we we raised one point five. Okay, and imagine are the cars leased or the bought? We bought. Okay, and most of that would have been on the the cars itself, I guess. Yeah, that's where most of the money went. The cars, and believe it or not, the screens are actually more expensive than the cars themselves, <laughs> because these. Yeah, I mean, well, these screens. They're our, our primary revenue-generating medium, and they cannot go down. They cannot break. So when we went to a manufacturer for these screens, it's not like you're putting a, a computer display on the roof of your car. These are actually bolted to the frame of the vehicle. It actually we, makes, the, the, it makes the car stronger. Because we added, we're adding more cross beams. They're bolted on. So when you asked before if we leased, I do not think they'd be too happy if we Oh, no, that would be a <laughs> Yeah, with problem. holes all over and extra cross beams, they'd be like, what is this going on over here? So uh, we're going to take a short break in a, in a second, but when we come back, I'd like to sit here. Well, how are people responding to this and you know, both from the media and people like me, but more importantly, the, the drivers? So we'll be back more with Wavecar after these messages. You're listening to Cyberlong Business Report only on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at IACAward.org. That's IACAward.org. 
reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com. That's S-P-Y-F-U.com. And start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back, and we're talking to the founders of WaveCar. And how did you come up with the name? We waive the fee, you drive for free. There you go. I guess I now know what the slogan is as well. There you go. We were talking about... You know, what the reaction has would uh, what the reaction was both in terms of you know you're getting a lot of media attention so far how how has that played out so the reception was pretty well we launched around three weeks ago on the eleventh of January and um, just to give a comparison so there's a few other companies like launched I think Zoli should put it in this one. Yeah, so so the response has been really crazy. I mean, we're giving away free cars, so we can't give away exact numbers, but tons of user signups, tons of active rentals. We see new users come in, get approved, and start driving within a couple of minutes. And compared to other car sharing programs, that process used to take days, if not weeks, to wow. So we're really changing the game on that side. And what our fleet manager, who was previously at a different car sharing company, he told us that they would launch in a city with hundreds of cars and uh, thousands of dollars of marketing and, and tons of advance warning. And they would have all these hundreds of cars. They would have less rentals in their first week than we did in, in you know, a couple of days. Wow. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, there, there is a component that if you go to certain high volume areas, the rates are less. Is, is that correct? So – what we're planning on doing is adding a gamification aspect to the rental experience. So it's not live just yet, but okay. um, have you ever used Waze? I, I, I assume yes. you have. If you live in LA, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Um, <laughs> so Waze gives you points for reporting accidents or police, you know, and those points are meaningless. They, they just, it's like just imaginary. Just right. like to say, hey, I have points. Well, we're implementing a point thing system. Dangerous to do to drive. Exactly. So we're implementing a similar point system, but that actually you can redeem for free driving time. So as opposed to getting two hours of free time, you might get three, four, five hours. And the way we'll do that is say we notice you're in Hollywood. We might add a little you know, pop-up on your dashboard and say, hey, if you go down Hollywood Boulevard, we'll give you an extra free hour on your rental, 50 points. So we are able to kind of 
gamify the experience so that the drivers can go to high traffic, high volume areas and will, you know, increase the eyeballs looking at the advertising. So driving down one area is one way to do that. And the other way to do that is we say, hey, why don't you return the car next to Third Street Promenade? You know, because that's a high volume location. Lots of people will want the car, return it at the Staples Center. You know, we can incentivize them to do that and we can always give back to them by, you know, offering those incentives. That's and that's, that's just a brilliant idea. And I guess it, it, you mentioned the obvious places in L.A. would be, you know, a Staples Center or you know, basically anywhere there's large congregations of people, which would be the major entertainment centers, I guess. Either large amounts of people, you know, or, or a place that we see that we need high demand of cars. So it might be a college campus or a gym would, or something like that. And we plan on analyzing and seeing kind of where our users use the cars a lot and, and where they would like the cars and incentivize them to, to bring it back in those locations. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I think yeah, a college would be a perfect location. And, we, and obviously you have a number of campuses to work with and you know, UCLA is close to your base and that's a good location, I think, for you guys as well as Loyola Marymount. So you, you definitely have some great people. Are there certain areas you're targeting? We're right now targeting Santa Monica. Santa Monica is great um, for our, our first beta location because besides for the fact that downtown Santa Monica traffic studies have shown get an average of 40,000 foot traffic per day. It's just phenomenal for a small area. They also have a, a tremendous amount of chargers throughout the city in public lots that we can utilize. In addition, they also allow any electric vehicle to park at a parking meter for free. So if wow. you have the clean pass sticker, you're able to park without paying. So it's just a really great city to start off with, really friendly and really, you know, wants to innovate and wants to, um, you know, provide clean transportation to the people of Santa Monica. I mean, Santa Monica is a unique city and I think it's you know something in the neighborhood of 100,000 people. But during the day, it's about 300,000 people or something like that. You know, they have this huge, which is one of the complaints of the citizens. But, you know, it, it is a great opportunity to test. And it's compact. And yeah. a lot of people in Santa Monica generally stay in Santa Monica or, or, you know, nearby adjacent L.A. So, yeah, you have a lot of short trips that would come in handy. You know, for, I don't drive an electric car, so forgive for me for asking. But what is the battery life? How, how far can I drive with, uh, if, with one of your charges? So we have 80 miles of range, around 80 miles of range, of course, depending on how you drive. But it's 80 miles in general of range. And, and 80 miles, it sounds like not so much. But generally speaking, I mean, 80 miles is, is almost to Oxnard and back. Uh, that's yeah. about, about 100. But, you know, it's very significant. There's lots of chargers along the way. And so if you're keeping it our, in general, we prefer our drivers stay within a 20-mile radius of our home base. Is that uh, so you can track or just because of yeah. advertising? Well, just because we don't want the cars getting too far. and We also don't want people to drive the car to a dead battery, and then we have a dead car on the side of the road that we have to go and tow and charge up. So if you go outside the range, we'll send you a text message and be like, hey, you know, turn back. You're going to run out of juice. You know, if you try to return it outside of the return zone, which is in Santa Monica, we'll say you have to bring it back to Santa Monica to end your rental. And all of those factors allow us to use the technology that we have in the cars to, you know, maintain our fleet in a you know solid area. So in that respect, the low range actually helps us because we don't want someone driving this thing to Vegas. Right. Although, you know. <laughs> That would be dead space, but obviously once you get to Vegas, that would be brilliant. And actually Vegas would be a great city for you, I would think, just because it's a lot of short driving. You know, people who rent it just generally just drive around the Strip and, you know, adjacent areas. So people who have gotten in the, the cars, what are they saying? You know, they, they love the they, People that got into the cars like it. They, we, we've seen the same people coming back twice Three times a day sometimes. Yeah, I mean, our, our users, once they're in, I mean, they're hooked. We have It's rare that we have a user that's used the car and only tried it once. They come back again and again and again because if you don't have a car, it's a free alternative. And it's they're, the cars are clean, they're quick, they're zippy, they're comfortable, and they're very capable. You know, they seat, even though they're small cars, they seat four. And if, you know, you put the rear seats down, it's got a lot of cargo space. I'm six foot four and I sat in the back multiple times. Wow. Yeah. 
Now, any restrictions? You know, no pets or no, you know. Yeah, no so we smoking. don't allow pets right now. No smoking in the cars. In general, we ask you, you know, it's it's really more of a respecting. It's a community thing. Leave the car as you found it. Leave it clean. Don't leave your garbage in it. And if you notice any damage on the car, we ask you to report it. When you start your rental, we ask, hey, is the car okay? Is it clean? Is there any damage? And so this way we can track if there was an issue with the car and track down kind of who was responsible for that damage. Because ultimately, you know, we want to we want to trust the people and we want to enable it. But this is car sharing and there's going to be a number of issues and we just need to be on top of that. So how many people, obviously the, the does take some level of staffing to monitor this. How many people is that? do you have to do this right now? We have about 10 people on staff right now, and that's split between Isaac and myself, social media. We have a team of four or five fleet rotators, depending on the day, and between two and four developers, depending on what type of development needs we have. In terms of keeping the app you know, active and functioning, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we learn a lot in the first week. You know, you... you very quickly learn what's working, what's not working when you have people coming in and signing up. And, and you learn of use cases like, you know, a guy from the UK who lives here says, listen, I don't have an American license, but uh, I have a UK license and it doesn't work. So like we worked really quickly to, you know, find a way to support his license. In terms of what advertisers are looking for, what is their response been? In terms of, you know, I know you've only been out a couple of weeks, but have they have they liked in terms of the, the data they're getting or you know, what are they looking for in terms of how they measure whether this is successful? So, I mean, it, it's hard to measure exact um, success rates. And, and we're we're investigating ways of getting pinpoint accurate things, possibly facial recognition, possibly using, you know, how many cell phones we detect in an area. We're, we're playing with the, that mm-hmm. idea. But right now we're using heat maps and showing, you know, where the cars have been because we have all that data and, you know, reflecting that against um, foot traffic studies. And so it's, it's a pretty good idea of how many times the ads have been seen and where they've been seen. And so really just kind of like a map with, you know, heat zones of where the cars have been. And yeah, and cities do keep those those foot traffic statistics. So that's very valuable, and that's why Santa Monica is very valuable <laughs> to you, I would think. What about um, so? Who has helped you along the way? Is this, has the city been helpful, or just or just not gotten in the way, or any other major investors that have kind of opened up roadblocks for you? Or so I mean, we're actually very thankful for Oscar because they're our our launch sponsor. They agreed to sponsor the you know the wraps of all the vehicles before we even launched so you know we're really really happy that they were able to help us out with that in terms of the city we're kind of in an iffy place with them right now they, they don't really know where to place us because we're kind of car sharing we're, we're kind of good we're kind of advertising and they don't like that so much so they're really not sure about it so we're gonna find out pretty soon you know, where they're going to place us. We know we have fans in City Hall, and we know we have fans, um, not fans in City Hall. Right. Cause I will yeah. say they weren't helpful to get us where we are now. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, I can understand there's going to be some segments who aren't going to be happy because you're disrupting their business. But at the same time, you, you are drawing a lot of attention to the startup scene here. You're promoting a lot of the, the goals of the city in terms of, you know, responsible use of cars. Exactly. um, So I I, and the way we look at it is, you know, every new startup is a disruptor, whether you're Uber or you're Lyft or or Postmates, you're disrupting an industry. And a lot of people are not going to be happy with that. But that's how you drive innovation. We believe we're providing a great service to the city of Santa Monica. It's clean. It's eco friendly. You know, public transportation isn't that amazing in L.A. And we're doing our part to make it better. You know, we're hopeful that the city will be a fan of that and be a partner of ours. Actually, that could be one way you could partner because you know they are opening the expo line out to Santa Monica, and one of the criticisms of the area is the lack of parking at some of the stops. And if you guys could have one of your cars there, that would be great. But would and, be great. And, <laughs> and I'm sure they're listening to the show. And, and they're I gonna, hope they listen to the show and they listen to all the advice you're giving them. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the cities like Santa Monica, we've actually had uh, one of a local person on one of the planning commissions you know talk about airbnb and 
you know, the cities are grappling with this sharing economy and and how the way to allow it to work, but not to disrupt their policy goals. And, you know, I think Airbnb was doing that because they were afraid that they were displacing housing. You're not displacing housing. You're not increasing traffic. And arguably, maybe you're reducing traffic. We are 100% reducing traffic. Because people won't have to buy cars. There's about, I would say, five customers of ours who told us that they just gave away their car. Yeah, they didn't renew their lease because they're like, why do I need a car anymore? I barely use it. And if I need a car, I'll use yours. That's, that's, That's the point. And, and so that definitely shows the value you can bring to an area that, like Santa Monica, that you know, the number one issue it seems to come up in a lot of polls is congestion. Now, granted, I understand you're still in your first quarter of existence, but what is what is the long range plan? I mean, where where is this company a year, two, three years from now? So we're planning on putting out more cars in the street. By the end of the year, we'll have around 100 to 200 cars. Wow. Yeah, we'd like we'd like to get 200 cars in every major city in America. That's our goal. 200 free electric cars in in most major cities. And so we're going to work towards that goal. This is our first location. This is our beta test, so to speak. It's going pretty well so far and hopefully we can, you know, keep adding to the fleet and and provide great value. It would seem that your your obvious targets would be Forgive the New England accent that slipped out there for a moment. It would seem that your your obvious targets, there is an R in that word, would be the, the cities that are most densely populated. Correct. Like, yeah, like New York, Boston. New York, yeah, Boston, Chicago, Austin, Portland, Miami. Austin. There's the DC one would be that great too. system tick is the advertising. And if the eyeballs aren't there, the advertisers aren't interested. So while we would love to go to small cities, they're just the, the economics don't work. Of course. Imagine the pre- the press has been quite stellar for you guys so far. Is that, am, I tr- am I correct? We actually didn't want as much press as we got. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it's been pretty phenomenal and, and just kind of really organic. We We didn't have a major PR campaign. We put out like one press release and, you know, just kind of like thought, you We're know, here. whatever, what would happen. And, and we've got picked up for, by some major guys. And, you know, it, it seems like every week a, a new major, you know, player picks up on us. And, and everyone just loves the story because it's like it's so different. You, you That's, hear it yeah. and it's like, what? They're giving away cars for free? That's the thing. Yeah, like I can – listeners, if you go to them and tell them you heard them on the show, they will give you two hours free. And, but that's the thing. It, it, it's such a unique story. I think I ran across you on SoCal Tech, and I saw your press release, and I just thought, wow, the free. I mean, this the you know that alone is hard to get your mind over around, and just the, seeing how what an impact that can have over time. Do people say that you know you could be a threat to an Uber or? I mean, it's different. And there's a lot of threats to, to Uber. I mean, there's the threat of I, I think their biggest threat right now, at least from the is the driver happiness. And that driver happiness issue is going to be an issue until they get autonomous. Cars. Yeah. And then you have the autonomous car issue, yeah, um, which is probably 10 years out. But it's still something people are talking about. But they're investing um, heavily in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in a totally different category than a lot of the players here. There's really no local car sharing where you drive your own car. I mean, I guess maybe you could, you could say we're, we're a threat to like the Turo or relay rides type mm-hmm. of situation, but still it's, it's very different. People we're, we're, rent from them because they want a cool car. Sometimes they want to, yeah. we're a different model and a different use case. And eventually the business is going to evolve and we'll see where it heads. What are some of the advertisements other, other than uh, Oscar that you have at the moment? We're actually just advertising Oscar on the wrap. And on the digital, we're just advertising ourselves. But we've had tremendous inbound interest, and we're just kind of, you know, selling out our ad space for the next 12 months. And so we are going to be launching our ads probably in early March. And we we can't announce the exact advertisers, but we've had some really big names come up to us who are really interested. That's great. Now, what about, so, I mean, given that you are in Santa Monica... What about celebrity embracers, endorsers, or early users? So we had a sort of celebrity yesterday, comedian, ride around in our, our car. He was pretty great. We haven't had anything just yet, anyone major, but we're It's we're bound working. to happen. Yeah, we're working yeah. on it. Well, no, but I'm thinking, like, for example, you know, 
a very prominent businessman and former governor in Santa Monica, who once was the embodiment of the Humvee, you know, is really promoting green and you know clean technology. You know, getting right. Arnold getting Arnold to drive just drive one of your cars for a day would be huge. Or you know, anyone, you know, it's hard to match that. You could always statue, give it. You could always give him your our number. I, I will. I'll, we, we talk regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, I feel like though it's going to be that scene from from the Expendables where they're driving a smart car. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> "I have dogs bigger than this car." Like they kick <laughs> off the doors. But luckily, Isaac's a big guy, so yeah. we we have the big guy. How tests. tall is he? There you go. It will work out well. How tall is um, Arnold? I'm sorry. How tall is Arnold? I, I think I don't think he's that tall. I think he's just. He's like 5'11", yeah. but just big, yeah. He's only 5'11". Uh, he could fit in the car, no crown. Yeah, I don't think, I honestly, I mean, I've seen him standing. I don't think he's that that much taller than me. But yeah, he was just obviously slightly more muscular than me, but <laughs> by, by you know, factor of 100. But, um, but, you know, it was coming. Any event. Well, it, I'm really excited about this startup, guys. And I really thank you for coming on early in, in your development I look forward to keeping in touch with you as you guys progress, and I'm definitely going to use you guys. We put on background on on Wavecar on our show notes, which are at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com, and your Twitter handle is Wavecar. Yeah, Wavecar. W a i v e c a r. And Isaac, you're Isaac underscore Deutsch. Yep. And probably make it easier, right? Yeah, that's Deutsch. Yes, please. D- yeah, I know. So me and uh, one last story, Zoli and I always had this fight. Like he says to me, um, why don't you like have your email like I at wavecar.com instead of Deutsch at wavecar.com. And I'm like, if people don't know how to spell my last name, just don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, his name is spelled on the blog. So you can look it up there for Mr. Deutsch. So how did you first meet? We actually uh, were neighbors. We were both living in New York together, and we just kind of started chatting, and we kind of knew each other. Our yeah. wives are friendly, and so just kind of chatting that way, and, and somehow Isaac recruited me. Mm. And what brought you to, to California? So I lived here. Um, I went to high school here. I lived here, and I figured for a startup like this, it has to be in a place where the infrastructure is built already. And we could have gone the San Francisco route, or you know, uh, we did, we just don't know, we didn't want to be a plus one. We wanted to be the one. And so Silicon Beach made sense for you then. Yep. Great. I actually have some people I, I probably want to, I'd like to introduce you to if you when you, when you talk off we can talk offline. But it's been a great pleasure. We're going to take a short break, do a news update. But I want to thank you again, guys. This is a really exciting innovation, and look forward to hearing more about this. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Great, thank you. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Cyberlaw and Business Report. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
definitely want to thank um, once again Isaac and Zoli. Uh, this is a very innovative product, and this shows how. And it's kind of following the model of the internet, really. You know, use, combining advertising um, to create. Uh, free opportunity really is what's going on and uh, so I, I was we were joking earlier about possibly doing the show from the car and we probably could have <laughs> but any event well, we're back in our, our here at the Internet Law Center and um, do check us out at internetlawcenter.net we're a full service internet law firm and you definitely want to um, see what we've been up to um, we'll actually be speaking at a Beverly Hills Bar Association this week on Thursday night about Doe complaints and dealing with cyber harassment issues. So definitely, if you're in Beverly Hills, check that out. Also, the California Bar IP section is having a happy hour Thursday night from 6 p.m. And it's a multi-city happy hour. So if you're listening and you're in San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego, Santa Monica, or downtown L.A., go to their website and check it out. There's going to be happy hours simultaneously. They'll be providing some hors d'oeuvres and uh, free drinks for the select group. So check it out. But there is some news developments we wanted to update you on, and some of them quite significant. So today in New Zealand will be the formal signing of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, the TPP that we've had a number of shows about, and that will trigger timeframes in terms of fast-track vote in Congress, as well as in other countries and who are signatories to the agreement. So that is moving forward. That will be signed today in New Zealand. Uh, there's some people speculating that it was held in Auckland because it's one of the most remote countries to reach and would not have the level of uh, protests that you would see had it been held in the U.S., Canada, or one of the other um, more closely um, geographically convenient countries. In addition, we talked earlier with um, Francois Gilbert about the EU invalidating the safe harbor proposal. Well, we have news on that. There had been a January 31st deadline to reach a deal while that deadline is passed. Yesterday, there was an announcement that there was an agreement reached between the EU and U.S. negotiators that would create a new framework to replace safe harbor, and that is called the US, EU-US Privacy Shield. And Safe Harbor is what allows the transfer of data between um, the EU and the US under consistent with the EU Privacy Directive. But what's going on there is it was recently invalidated by a decision of the European Court of Justice that relied heavily on the fact of the um, surveillance going on that was revealed by Edward Snowden that uh, seemed to be driving it. So it's still possible that this could not pass muster in the EU, and there are some who are questioning that. In addition, we're going to be having a later show with we're going to have Cameron Carey come on to talk about a report that was recently released that said that U.S. and EU privacy standards are actually quite similar. And as you recall, Francois Gilbert was quite critical of the EU um, Court of Justice decision and found that it really wasn't based on a fair assessment of either EUS or EU privacy law. Another development is the Internet Policy Task Force of the U.S. Department of Commerce has released a white paper calling for copyright reform. And particularly on the issue of damages, we have links to those on our blog. And uh, I want to give a, a shout out for a day that I've never heard of before, but I really uh, was impressed when I found out about it. February 3rd is the Four Chaplains Day. It was actually a resolution passed by Congress recognizing this day. And it's really quite a dramatic story, and it stems from the sinking of the U.S. boat, the Dorchester. During World War II, it was torpedoed uh, off the coast of Newfoundland. And as it sunk... There were not enough life rafts, life jackets for the uh, people escaping in, into the chilly waters. And uh, the four chap there were four chaplains who were on the boat to en route to Europe to be assigned to various stations. And each of the four chaplains gave their own life jackets to others. And then they stayed on the ship. And uh, one participant recalls, as I swam away from the ship, I looked back. The flares had lighted everything. The bow came up high, and she 
and she did un- slid under. The last thing I saw, the four chaplains were up there praying for the safety of the men. They done everything they could. I did not see them again. They themselves did not have a chance without their life jackets. In addition, despite the fact that they were all Christian denomination, they were saying prayers in Hebrew and Catholic prayers in Latin. Congress actually honored. They were, since it was not technically, they were not in combat, they couldn't get the Medal of Honor, but so they created a special medal just for them. So wonderful story of heroism and faith today, February 3rd, for Chaplain's Day. So um, we want to thank you for listening to us. This has been a fun show. I, I really like this idea. Definitely um, hope if you are in Santa Monica or if they do expand to your city, check it out. It's just a great idea. It really is a, it shows the, the, the power of innovation, the power to think differently, to come up with a new idea. And that's kind of what's exciting about being here in Silicon Beach is um, seeing who these ideas um, take shape and mold. And um, these guys seem like interesting. They, they might be able to pull this off. Definitely um, encourage you to check that out. It's going to be interesting developments as these uh, privacy debate with the EU continues. And uh, the TPP is definitely going to get a lot of consideration. And you'll see a lot of debate and protest, I imagine, worldwide over this agreement. As we mentioned before, it is very controversial. So any event, um, that's all we have this week. I want to thank you for joining us. For another edition of Cyber Law Business Report, as I said, check out our blog for show notes. Today's edition with Wavecar is at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. Check us out on Twitter at cyberlawradio and um, let us know your feedback. We'll welcome your comments, any suggestions, anyone you want to hear. We'd be happy to have them. And so just check us out and keep in touch. And we'll be back here next week with another edition of Cyberlawn Business Report, broadcast live from the Internet Law Center here in the heart of Silicon Beach. And um, this is Bennett Kelly. Have a great week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.